So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. When there are an infinite amount of female struggles, you decide to do a podcast about them. I'm Emma Jo, Real Davis, and in each episode of this podcast, I take a subject by the horns and rip it to shreds. This is the podcast that isn't afraid to talk about any struggle you've had as a woman, from struggling with your body image. You do get some people commenting, saying, like, you look like a man and women shouldn't look like this. And actually, I love it when I've got a six-pack. To wondering whether marriage is the right thing for you. To say that I'm committing myself to you for the rest of my life until my last breath, that just seems like a really stupid thing to say. So even having a cervical smear test. I need to yeah. take the trousers and my knickers off. Yeah. Ooh. Let me know if it hurts. Blimey. That wasn't the end of the world. And that's it. Oh my gosh, is that it? I'm in shock at how easy it was. This is The Female Struggle Is Real. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Female Struggle Is Real with me, Emma Jo Real Davis. I present to you The Female Struggle With Sex live at the South Place Hotel supported by PLSRX. Welcome to the Female Struggle with Sex Live. Thank you so much for coming, buying your little tickets. So tonight we're going to be talking about rimming, anal, oral, sex on your period, sex in public, any type of sex you want to talk about, we are going to talk about it. Um, And when I say we, of course, I mean our incredible panel. So uh, would you like to introduce yourself, starting with Aloni? Hey, everyone. Hey, my name's Oloni. I'm a podcaster and blogger. I just create a bunch of content, which is, of course, about sex and relationships and all that fun stuff. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm Florence of Come Curious with Reed. Um, we have a YouTube channel called Come Curious and a podcast called Fucks Given. I'm Reed of Come <laughs> Curious. And this is my uh, partner in crime. Sex person love doing the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Karen Gurney. I'm a clinical psychologist and psychosexologist. And for my day job, I talk about sex for a living. I do therapy with people, help them get the sex that they want. Amazing. So exciting. Um, Can I just say as well, thank you so, so much to the lovely South Place Hotel for having us this evening. Please feel free to post on social media using the hashtag the female struggle with sex live, tagging all of our fabulous panellists as well and our amazing sponsor, PLSRX underscore official. As I just mentioned, we're very lucky to be sponsored this evening by PLSRX, hence why you all have lovely little nipple suction cups everyone they were little butt plugs yeah no they're nipple suction things we've all tried them on our arms not 
depending on it well I, I don't know some of us might have tried them on our nipples I don't know but feel free to you know pop to the loo have a go or just whip them out whatever it's an open safe space it's all fine um, if you don't know much about PLSRX they basically design beautiful intimate massage products uh, designed to empower pleasure sensations through personal experience for him for her or for couples built on the legacy of leading massage and wellness brand Home Medics the PLSRX line brings together innovative technology and wellness to encourage individuals to explore their sensuality curiosity and pleasure to build a community of self-loving individuals PLSRX understands it is a personal experience and their aim is to empower that pleasure in whatever way makes your body feel its best you can find yours right now with PLSRX by Home Medics let it stand for what you want it to be pleaser pleasure or pulser And PLSRX have very kindly made a 20% discount code for you to use in their Amazon shop. Uh, The code is PLSRX20. So make sure you check out their website and their Amazon shop too. Um, You might have noticed on your chair, sorry, there's a lot of stuff to go through at the beginning. Um, uh, On your chair, you've got a little piece of paper and a pen, hopefully, for you to write any questions you want to about sex. Um, This is for the sex box, which we're going to go through in the second half of the live podcast. Feel free to write any questions you have at all about sex. It can be a relationship dilemma. Maybe you want to try anal. You don't quite know how to go about it. Just literally go for it and we'll answer them all in the second half. If you are brave enough to just answer a question, though, you can do that too. But I just thought some people might be a bit like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about my bum hole. Um, (laughs) Right, let's crack on. Read. Tell us your worst slash funniest sex story, please. Me? Well, I hope no one's squeamish about shit because this is all about shit. <laughs> um, so my ex, he was obsessed with anal, like obsessed. Like told me that my ass was better than my vagina. Fully straight up, I was oh. like, oh, okay, all right, okay. Dealt with that in my own personal way. It was good. He had a massive cock, like massive, like porn star, massive. Didn't really work out in the end, unfortunately. So one time. I gave him for his birthday handmade a little anal voucher you can have five separate anals I don't know why I made this because I think maybe we got ticked off two on that list it was not my jam oh jam oh so yeah on top riding that's the only way I can have anal is if I was in control otherwise you know that sphincter did not like it would tighten up and you get that horrible cramp that runs all the way through your body and even when you take it out you're still like it's still there it's like you ripped ripped your bum that's just because I didn't want it though anal can be amazing Uh, so yeah on top riding away and then yeah felt like something wasn't really okay and I was like okay close your eyes close your eyes please close your eyes horrified at this point I pop off and because of his big dick he had a lot of foreskin so revealed in front of me was a long tall egg cup of poo is the best I can describe it like an egg cup like you could get a spoon in that it was like a whole bowel drop just in his foreskin on top and I was like oh my god cleaned it all up and you know what the best thing about it was he was absolutely cool about it we laughed it off and he was just like mate you know if we're gonna have anal it's gonna have shit involved and it made me so comfortable about any kind of weird bodily fluid that came out and yes still a good story today what a legend yay for anal and poo yay (laughs) Um, Florence what about you babes well, I don't think anyone can top that story. It's always <laughs> the best, worst sex story ever. But um, mine's not really my own sexual experience, although it kind of is. Um, me and Reed were at a swingers resort in Jamaica. 
So one of the evenings, we were chilling by the nude pool and a couple approached us <laughs> and started giving Reed a foot massage. That's so good. Um, and then another girl came to join us um, and they were very interested in doing something sexual with Reed. I was sitting there, I made it quite clear that I wasn't getting involved in any of the sex stuff because I had a boyfriend at home and we weren't open. I was like, but I'm allowed to like watch stuff, right? So I was like, okay, I'll come along. Um, And we decided that we were going to go to the playroom, which was a room filled with loads of like domination equipment and loads of mattresses covering the floor. Like leather mattresses. And we went in there and there were literally like orgies happening everywhere. And then immediately Reed was like lying down on the bed and the couple, they were both sucking on each of her feet. And the other girl was, was so good. The other girl was kissing her and then going down on her pussy. And I was sitting on the side like, okay, okay, I'm still here. Um, and I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this. Um, because Reed is like moaning, moaning a lot. And I've known Reed for a while now. And I'm like, actually, I think our relationship is more like sisters than like friends that might be interested in fucking each other. So even me sitting there on the side watching her was so awkward and then every so often like the guy would look over and be like oh Florence what do you want us to do to read and I was like oh I God. don't remember that I was like I, I don't know I, I, I don't know and then at one point I was just like okay um right guys um I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go and I just like got up and left and went back to my room by really myself sad. yeah and then I so didn't sad. masturbate when I got back to my room though not to Woo. not to read just for feeling horny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we can not, masturbate not to each you. other. There's no harm in that. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, that, that love you, sis. Strange, Wonderful, weird sexual experience. Amazing. I loved it. Um, Aloni, what about you? Okay, so I don't think I could top those two, <laughs> especially you, Reed. My embarrassing or funny story had to do with me and my ex. We used to enjoy watching porn together. You know, we saw it as part of our foreplay as well. You know, watching porn, wanting to emulate from time to time what was going on on screen. And I remember we were watching this one porn star. She was just going crazy when she was giving the guy head. So I was just like, hmm, I'm great at head. Like, I want to I wanna try this. So we were admittedly intoxicated and um, we were just going at it. And when I was giving him head, he was just like deeper and I'm just like (laughs) and he's just like deeper and he's forcing my head and I'm just like oh my god wait hold on I come off slowly and you know what happened there was vomit everywhere I have no idea (laughs) vomit everywhere and it's happened twice now but I just I just shrug it off now yeah how was the head babes yeah (laughs) I hope it was good why is that thing that people push your head down I, do you know what? So I don't, annoying. It's so annoying, but sometimes I don't mind it because I'm just like, it feels, it's like he's dominating sometimes. It's which, hot. Yeah, it can be hot. Like, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Harder, maybe? <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about orgasms. Okay. Dr. Karen. Oh, no, Karen. Sorry. Yes. I asked no Karen before. I was doctor. like, I feel like because she's a doctor, I have to be like, Dr. Karen. Um, no, no need Karen. for a <laughs> um, Some of us in here tonight might never have had an orgasm is that like a normal thing yes so you know there's a small percentage of women but it's you know it's enough for there to be a couple of women here that might have been the case who've never had an orgasm the thing is we don't know though that that means that they can't have an orgasm it's much more likely that it's just not happened yet 
And actually, the younger you are, the less likely it is to have happened yet. And we know that women tend to get more orgasmic the older they get. So that's something to look forward to. Oh, it's exciting. Quick show of hands. If people don't mind answering this question, obviously, if you do, then just don't put your hand up. Um, anyone think they've never had an orgasm before? Oh, no, not before. No. <laughs> not today. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I've had loads. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so everyone thinks we've had an orgasm? Yeah, cool. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great news. Um, Karen, is there anything we can do, like physically or medically, mm-hmm. to like help us have an orgasm? Like any exercises? So not really physically or mentally, unless you're taking an antidepressant of the SSRI class. That's the one thing that if you are taking an SSRI, don't stop it without speaking to the person that prescribed it, because some of them are okay. But SSRIs can really delay orgasms in men and women, so that's worth knowing about. So that's the only physical thing. There's no other physical reason. But in terms of the psychological, apart from unlearning a whole load of patriarchal shit, (laughs) apart from that small thing, there's a lot to be said for just getting to know what works for you, obviously. Um, obviously, masturbation's great for that, but it's actually more than masturbation. It's about um, exploring your sexuality outside of masturbation, like what makes you feel turned on, what makes you feel sexual, what makes you feel confident, all of that stuff. And the main thing for women, really, is trying to not be too distracted during sex. So distraction is the number one reason for women to not orgasm. And the biggest reason for distraction in women is body image. Mm. So worrying about how we look, when we're having sex, and it's all related to this idea of objectification theory, which is that women are brought up to to find how other people view them naked more important than how they view themselves. So when we're having sex, we're very focused on what do I look like from this angle? What are they thinking about me now? And that is one of the things that really inhibits orgasm. So the best way to overcome that, apart from doing a lot of work around body positivity, um, and again, the patriarchal shit, is um, doing some stuff around mindfulness. So we know that mindfulness increases the attention you're able to pay to what's happening with sex so what i usually recommend to people is get good at mindfulness outside of sex by downloading an app and doing a daily practice then bring mindfulness into masturbation and then bring mindfulness into sex there is so much evidence for mindfulness and orgasm and mindfulness in desire that it can't be overlooked it's the number one thing that works Oh my god, that is absolutely amazing. That is wonderful. We're all going to go home and like download mindfulness apps. Um, Aloni, what can we do with like our partners to make sure we're both orgasming? Because obviously, I'm sure a lot of us know that quite a common theme is that our partner will orgasm and we won't. So how do we make sure that we're both doing it? So I used to be a liar in bed. Um, I always used to tell men that I would come and orgasm when that was an absolute lie. And I would lay beside them and finish off sometimes because I just felt like for some reason his ego or his pride was more important than my sexuality or whether I came or not. As I got older, I understood that that was completely false and I just didn't care anymore. I was just like, fuck it, I'm sorry, I need to come as well. Cause <laughs> I can do it without you. And if you're gonna be involved, you need to make this work. But what I learned as I got older was that I had to communicate. I felt like communication in the bedroom is so important. And that just because he's had sex with Becky and he's made her come doesn't mean that my body's the same. So when I'm talking about communication, I'm talking about you have to teach him about what your body likes. I know what my body likes because I've been like fanny fingering myself since I was 13. (laughs) 
but I need to teach him that also. So I know everything about my body. I know my erogenous zones. I know what makes me come. I know what will happen if he lightly strangles me with consent, of course. I know what will happen if he tugs at my nipple. I know all of these things. So I think it's important to teach your partner that. I think what I'm jealous of is, um, especially when it comes to receiving an orgasm as lesbian women, they receive more orgasms when it comes to sex in comparison to heterosexual um, couples. And I think that's because they communicate and they understand each other's bodies. Men think they know our bodies and they really don't. They have no clue. Give them a picture of a vulva and they will be absolutely clueless. So you need to teach your partner what your body really enjoys. So Reed and Florence, what about, um, say if our partner comes and we don't, do we ask them to like carry on? Or do we do we just say, babes, I'm just going to have a little wank now because I haven't finished? Or like, how do we kind of deal with that situation? Because obviously in the moment you're a bit like, oh, I kind of want to carry on. And they're kind of like, right, done now, off yeah. to the loo sort of thing. It's all I a bit awkward. That, always, that happens with guys a lot though, because they can't really carry on after they've come because it becomes like quite sore and tender for them. And also that energy just like drains. So it's kind of impossible. I mean, some guys can, I think, carry on, but hardly any of them most girls can't either you know it's it's hard yeah you you really have to train your body to be able to come multiple times yeah sometimes it it, you can't just do it like that Mm -hmm. i want to sleep right Mm -hmm. after sorry yeah Yeah. um right let's talk about sex toys for a minute i have to admit guys i've actually never been into a sex shop in my life what yeah i find it too much i can't i just find it too (laughs) Too much yeah like i don't get embarrassed about anything apart from going into a sex shop oh my god what you doing after this another friday night Um, um, Karen how do we like get rid of the embarrassment and just sort of embrace it oh gosh that's a million dollar question isn't it because until we start raising girls to think that the most logical consequence of sex is pleasure rather than pregnancy STIs or regret or shame we're not going to be on an equal playing field in that respect and we are a generation of shamed women for that reason so I think we're coming from a starting place of it being difficult and that's okay but at some point you have to make a choice about what you want for your sexual life and I think it comes at a place where you have to think is this something that's okay with me that the other things that I do with my body for pleasure like eating I can go and buy a cookery book but this thing my body has uh, the ability to give me pleasure I am denying myself the ability to explore it because of a lifetime of shame. So I think you have to make a choice around it and then find a female-friendly sex shop like Shush on Pitfield Street where when you go in, they will bend over backwards to make you feel comfortable. And if you need to, pick a time of day. Sorry, yeah, that was a good pun, wasn't it? I didn't even mean that. Um, Find a time of day where it's quieter if you need to, if that's what it takes to get in there the first time. Um, But... They will tell you if you go in, and I'm sure lots of other female-friendly sex shops, their doors are you know, constantly being opened by women that are feeling a bit nervous to be there. And they know that, and they'll go out of the way to make it better. Oh, that makes me feel better. I like the cookery book analogy, by the way. Yeah. So like, just off to buy a cookery I mean, book. <laughs> imagine if we were raised to have shame around eating, the pleasure from eating. Imagine the repercussions of that on every area of our lives. And I know that there are some things around eating that we're kind of raised with shame around. But essentially, the pleasure from food, we are not socialised into shame in that way. But we are with sex, and we need to reject it. Definitely. Um, Reed, where's a really good place to start? Say if you're new to sex toys in terms of just for yourself, you never tried one before maybe, where's a good place to sort of start? 
Well, I started as soon as I got my first credit card. Actually, maybe even my debit card. As soon as I could buy sex toys online, I was like, whoa! The idea of sex toys turned me on immensely. I remember being at the back of a magazine and look at the sex toy ads and literally like, I'm going to have to go to the toilet and wank. And I'm at my best friend's mum's house. (laughs) Sheer. But I would really recommend going online and checking out some of the, the great online shops there because you can do it discreetly. The discreet packaging comes. No one has to know. I think I remember saying to my mum, like, oh yeah I've just bought something off of eBay yeah (laughs) trying to be really cool about it my mom doesn't care but you care yourself cares I would also pop into a shop because they are really helpful and they do help you with what you need they're they're non-judgmental especially if you know you've got your mate you can have a little laugh you can run around with a dildo chasing each other and make it a little bit more comfortable (laughs) that's what I do I used to work in a sex store so and you'd get all sorts of people who come inside like there was this old lady she was probably in her 60s and she just came in with a rabbit and she was just like it's broken I was just like baby you need to charge it it's not broken oh. so you get like honestly you get I can't remember I think and Summers had there were three types of customers that they had I can't remember properly but it was called the nervous type of customer the, um, the professional like maybe not professional but there was a word basically someone who knows what they're after but you do get people inside um, stores of all types of sex stores who are never really comfortable and honestly it goes back to what we've said already like people will always go well shop assistants will always go over and beyond to make sure that they can help you and I got my first toy when I was 18 and I got triggered because I did run around with my dildo with my friend as well <laughs> I actually did I mean there's always like a little section called beginners vibrators yeah. or beginners sex toys but I, I jumped because I went straight yeah, so like I. I jumped I, you should really start off with like Personally, I would like a bullet. Yeah, yeah. you should bullet. start with a bullet. My first, a was bullet. A bullet. my first wasn't a bullet. I got this big raging dildo with veins <laughs> popping out. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's because I knew nothing about my body. Like I don't even come through penetration, so that was like way off for me. It was like a journey of you know understanding your body and learning that no, I actually need like a bullet because that's what I'm going to use on my clit. And um, Florence, what about if you're like a sex toy connoisseur? Because there might be some people here that are, like been there, done that, got them all. Um, what would you recommend for someone who's maybe like tried everything? Thing. Well, I mean, there are so many things out there. I don't think you can have tried everything. There's like new technologies coming out all the time. Oh my God, so yeah. there's like new like suction, like simulates oral sex things. And then there's like kind of classic things, but with a twist, like glass dildos or like metal objects. There's this one which is kind of like a smile with like dimples at the side one ball's like bigger than the other and then there's a small one you can either insert up your bum or it's literally like you're holding (laughs) it and it's so weighty as well you're like that's gonna be really really heavy but because of the heaviness if you put it into your vagina and rock it it's really good for g-spot stimulation and could make you squirt by yourself oh you just need to go into a sex shop basically if you if you're feeling like you need some more help go into the sex shop and they will be able to just tell you everything and have a shot before you go inside if you need confidence yeah why not good shot good good (laughs) shot good shout i was gonna say good shot shots on the brain um um, lonnie let's talk about um using sex toys with a partner because this is another thing i think a lot of people can find a bit awkward like you don't want to just go home be like babes i bought a butt plug my boyfriend would like you know run a mile so like how do we kind of deal with that i honestly do not care anymore i used to when i was younger but when i say i give zero f's when it comes to like making 
making sure that I'm pleased as well. Because I know he's he's gonna get his nut. We need to work on me because there is a high chance, you know, science has told me that there is a chance that when I have sex, I am not gonna nut. I always use a sex toy when I'm having sex. I don't care if it scares them. I'm like, listen, this is what works for me. You can accept it or you can walk out. They always stay. Um, <laughs> they always stay. But I think the last person who I was extremely comfortable with when it came to using sex toys was my ex. And he was used to it. He knew what the plan was. It was my wand or I'd let him pick. I'd be like, what, what do you want to use? Because I'm using a sex toy. And it wasn't because he wasn't pleasing me. Sex toys are supposed to complement, not replace your partner, which is what a lot of people do not remember or understand. And that's, that's why I feel like whoever you're having sex with can be intimidated when they see a sex toy. But I think if you have that conversation, again, it goes back to communication and you're teaching them and you're saying, listen, this is what works for me and I want to incorporate it into our sex life. How do you feel about that? And listen to what they have to say. That's a good way of thinking about it, saying like, it's going to complement what you're doing, not like replacing you you at all. Definitely. I think for people that are in relationships with men, we know that it's the female partner that worries more about introducing it, that actually the male partner generally is quite happy to bring in something that will make it easier. Often then they're not as confident about knowing how to make women come as women are about making women come. So, so yeah, it's usually the women that are worrying about introducing them. Oh, that's good. Oh, we're all going to do that. Um, fetishes. Karen, what advice would you give to someone who has maybe got a fetish, but their partner really isn't keen to try it? What would you kind of advise them? So if it's a fetish fetish, meaning that, you know, it's a kind of distinct sexual interest that they have, and it's perhaps the only way that they can come, which for a lot of people is how the fetish is, then in some ways you might need to think quite carefully about the person that you're in a sexual relationship with because we know that for some people fetishes operate a little bit like sexual orientation, that they're fixed and they're unwavering um, for most of the way through people's lives and therefore they're not that amenable to change. And so if you're with someone that's really not into feet and (laughs) boring and you're really into feet then it could be a bit of a problem but in terms of things that you want to try like sexual interest things that you think might be fun but you've not done yet so kind of broadening it out a bit that not so much you're never going to meet someone that's got the same sexual interest as you completely that's what makes it fun um it is useful to have a bit of an open mind, but also to know where you want to draw the line, right? There's yeah. some things that are just not okay for you and being able to be confident enough to say, that's not for me. Say if you do have, like you were saying, a fetish that is literally like the only way you can come, is there somewhere that you can meet people that share these fetishes? Yeah, I mean, there's websites like FetLife. I don't know if yeah. you guys know of any others, but there's some good websites out there where you can meet someone who's into a lot of stuff that you are you know you need to find someone who's going to be matched definitely um what about Aloni bringing a fetish into like casual sex maybe when we're just first dating someone like at which point do you mention that you have a fetish um I think again it goes back to communication before you jump into bed perhaps you know talk about sexual interest because that's what I like to do. You know, what are you into sexually? What's the craziest thing? You know, just swap stories and, it, and so you know how far the other person likes to go or would, would want to go. So you have an idea. And for example, I remember I was having sex with this guy and I was just like, call me a bitch or call me a slut. And he was just like, no. And I'm just like, 
I've given you consent, but obviously he's revoked it. He said, I, I'm not into that. But I had already told him beforehand, but I think still practicing that can definitely help. So I think once again, just having the conversation beforehand when sex is brought up in the conversation. So maybe not on the first date, because that's a bit weird. You don't want, to, <laughs> you don't want them running the, the opposite way, unless you know what it is. And if it's a hookup, then go for it. Lay all your cards out on the table. I feel like it's quite useful to talk about sex when you're dating. Yeah. Like, but maybe even before you've even been on your first date, you kind of get into that conversation. You need to find out whether you're interested in the same things. I think I did that with my current partner now. I'd have been with him for four years. Yeah, and I always find that like talking and having sex with someone you don't know as well is so much easier because you're just like so much more confident. You don't care about their feelings, whatever. You're just like, whatever, like make me come kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas like when you're in a relationship, you're a bit more like, oh, like I want you to be happy. And, uh, you know, do you know what I mean? Like it's just all a bit awkward. So um, true. Yeah. I can ask any random to suck on my toes, but my long-term boyfriend, I'm like, yeah, maybe could you maybe touch <laughs> my toe, please? <laughs> um, and Reed and Florence, can you tell us about some of like the most bizarre fetishes you you've ever witnessed because obviously you've witnessed a lot of sex probably all of reed's fetishes surprise <laughs> thanks <me. laughs> thank you do you want to tell us some there's a long list um i should really get it tattooed on me or something um I, well i was gonna say some of the weird fetishes because i'm I, you know i'm a cool girl i'm on the babe channels i hear it speak to a lot of guys and some of the fetishes i hear blow my mind we're talking like can you fart in my face can you belch on my dick? You know, fart cake is insane, where guys are served a cake and before he gets to eat it, someone farts on it. What? Mind-blowing. There's what? loads of, like, strange things that you see online that have gone wrong with fetishes. Yes, I was about to ask you about this. Go yeah. on, tell us some of them. So some people like to insert things in their penis, like from the urethra. Sounding. Sounding's sounding. a big fetish. It's crazy. What, what sounding? Is that what it is? It's, yeah. um, it's like sticking... Well, I mean, sounding's a particular kit, I think, or it's like putting things inside your urea or urethra. And so that's like your wee hole. But there are some things online that are kind of crazy because people insert like really sharp objects oh. in there and it goes completely wrong and then they really, really need to go to the hospital afterwards. Are you thinking about you One Man, One Jar? It's a man inserting a glass jar in his bum and he, he's loving it but the glass jar breaks um and he has to pull it out and also the pain olympics don't know if anyone's seen that yeah honestly it is like mind-blowing stuff i wouldn't look it Sorry. up one man one screwdriver but the screwdriver is in his penis so he's put the big end in first like whoa comes out with like a trickle of blood and he's loving it he's all over it i mean if it works yeah. for him, then I was about to it say, if it does it for, for you, then no you do shame, it safely. Guys. No Whatever. shame. Yeah. yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. 
That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we are going to delve now into your fabulous sex questions. They are, of course, all anonymous. We're going to try and get through as many as possible. Uh, So let's crack on. Right, question number one. I prefer masturbation to sex. Is this normal? If so, how would I tell my partner? Yes, that is completely normal. I think for years and years and years, I was obsessed with masturbation and I didn't even want to go near sex. So much so, I was obsessed with gay erotica, just man on man, all up in my face. I was loving it. And that's all I wanted. That was all I fantasized about. And that's all I masturbated over. I I think it was because the sex that I had wasn't great. So I couldn't really relate to pleasure with the sex that I had. And all I could do is just fantasize about these beautiful boys getting all... uh, Necky. <laughs> yeah, it's completely normal to prefer masturbation over sex. Sometimes I way prefer a wank to a fuck mm. because I can be in my own body. I don't have to care. Like I've got the double chin and the sweat on and I'm like tensing up. I don't have to moan and groan and be all sexual. I'm just like, <laughs> loving it. And sometimes the fuck, you're just a bit like, that's a lot of effort and I just want to come. <laughs> Just to add to that, if I can add to that, I don't know if I can. Um, just to add to that, that we talked about the orgasm gap earlier. So we know that when men and women have sex together, women orgasm about 65% of the time to men's 95%. When women have sex with other women, we know it's more like 86% of the time. Keep going, girls, you're all good. Woo. But when it comes to masturbation, men and women both orgasm at the same rate 98% in less than five minutes that's why people prefer masturbation because it's guaranteed pleasure oh my god we're all gonna have a wank um uh, next question I don't know how to masturbate and never have where should I start um I would say start off with perhaps your fingers or a bullet you know it goes back to mindfulness as you were explaining as well um I think it's all about taking time and understanding your body and don't rush it as well and be patient with yourself because I've had women who have sent me dilemmas and they're just like I've tried masturbating I'm not coming and I'm just like just be patient take time you know lock your doors bling on some porn if you might need to you know light up some candles make love to yourself essentially because that's what it is you're making love to yourself and if it doesn't happen the first time don't worry like there's tomorrow and there's the day after that as well (laughs) so just be patient and sometimes you do need more than your fingers like it's okay if your fingers don't work and that's why sex toys exist discount code guys discount code (laughs) next question I want to try anal but I can't fit more than two fingers in I have tried with different lubes water based and silicone what else can I do oh I've been there don't start with a monster dick (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, toys were a really good way of getting myself comfortable with it, especially sort of long, skinny vibrators, little ones. I wouldn't recommend a bullet because that goes straight up there. I would definitely play with yourself, experiment with yourself first, using oils and lubricants, play with your fingers, play with whatever makes you feel comfortable. I mean, my age, I was putting shampoo bottles up there and stuff, trying anything. (laughs) Up anywhere, I was like trying out every hole. Getting yourself comfortable with the sensations first before someone goes in. But a lot of people do feel comfortable with somebody else doing it for them. They might feel a little bit awkward doing it themselves. So when they're in the moment, they're with someone and they're like, yeah, shall we try a little bit of anal? And you're like, okay, let's give it a go. And you're like, okay, this is actually all right. Um, just 
let yourself go and enjoy it. Also push, that really helps relax your bum hole. You can get training butt plugs as well, like so that you can get like different sizes and they come in a set and it trains you to open up your bum hole. When you said that, when you were like, you can get training, I thought you meant like a person. <laughs> like you coming to help me, I was like, oh well. my God. I was like, I can't even go to a sex shop. Like, I'm not gonna get someone to train me to do anal. It's like terrifying. <laughs> Florence um, does one-on-one sessions, anal training <laughs> Um Right, next question. I haven't come with my boyfriend, first sexual partner for over two years, even though I can make myself come with a vibe he knows help please incorporate that into your sex life as well um that would be the easy answer for me and again teaching him what you enjoyed let him know what you do when you're on your own so he can do that as well yeah i I kind of have been in a similar situation i haven't been able to g-spot orgasm for a really long time and i've been with my partner for four years so it might have been like three years since i last g-spot orgasmed with him until recently which happened because he i think he was reading up on how to do things and like how to last longer um and he changed up his movement in the bedroom um, to a more of like a kind of like circular rocking motion. And I feel like my G-spot is just not in the middle. I think it might be on the side somewhere and that's why it wasn't hitting it before. <laughs> and suddenly I've been having all these G-spot orgasms again. Everyone G-spots <laughs> orgasm differently. Like, mine's a, mine literally has to be a continuous like bam, 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 bam. And they're like, oh, it's happening. I'm, I'm coming now. Like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's completely different. We've all got different insides and bits and bobs and you just have to figure out what's good for you. Sometimes you need someone else to figure out what's good for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, next question. I'm straight, but I keep having sexual fantasies about women. Does this mean I'm not straight? This is a dilemma that a lot of women face. And I think that a lot of them also don't know that you can be straight and be into lesbian porn or gay porn or trans porn. It doesn't matter. It doesn't It doesn't really identify. You only identify yourself at the end of the day. And sexuality in itself is such a huge spectrum. I think I was even watching, for example, Black Mirror, the latest um, one of the latest episodes. I was just like, what does this mean? What does their sexuality mean? Are they gay? Are they bi? Are they straight? Are they not? It it doesn't have to mean anything. Of course, it could also mean something. That's fine as well. But exactly what Aloni was saying, it's it's one of the most common fantasies for women anyway, that and... um, non-consensual sex that obviously in fantasy is consensual but you know what I'm trying to say the two most common fantasies for women so it's really normal but also it's worth thinking about what it is about the fantasy that is quite hot for you and sometimes I see a lot of women with this actually sometimes it's about the fact that it's novelty and it's something different than you're having in your daily face-to-face sex life and novelty is good for desire and it's quite hot so people like to think of fantasies that are different and sometimes it's about the type of sex that you actually really like that your thinking is associated with women and it might or might not be but in your mind that's what it is about and sometimes it's about power dynamic and an idea that perhaps if you're fantasizing about sex with women you're imagining yourself being the dominant partner in a way that sometimes feels hard to do it's not impossible of course it isn't but it sometimes feels harder with the gender dynamics with men and women together so it's sometimes not about the gender of the person you're fantasizing about but something else yeah if you're in a relationship and you're having this should you tell your partner no why I mean you can but I mean we all have our own sexuality independent of our partners and we're entitled to enjoy that right keep it private I like that um 
Next question. I have this very awkward thing where I often imagine the person I'm sleeping with is someone else. It's kind of similar to the last question. E.g. someone I shouldn't be having sex with, with my ex. I couldn't come without doing it. How do I make it stop? I do that all the time. <laughs> I think about loads of different things. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong personally with thinking about anything else. You could honestly, if fucking doing the washing gets you off, then think about doing the washing. All you should be thinking about when you're fucking... Oh, sorry, can I swear? Yeah, you can oh, you swear as much as you want, You said a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. All, all you should be thinking about when you're having sex and enjoying yourself is what's turning you on. Otherwise, if you're trying to think about like what you're supposed to be thinking about that's going to put your mind in a completely different place sometimes it takes me so long to reach orgasm I'm thinking about the weirdest most bizarre shit and I'm like just just keep going there and my beautiful boyfriend he's lovely and he's going for it and I'm like you know what you're just not doing it for me I'm going to have to think about some freaky masked villain man probably I don't know Pennywise or <laughs> hentai yeah, yeah hentai oh my god stop <laughs> tentacles give me any day <laughs> What's hentai? Oh my you, girl! Oh baby! Girl. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing later? I mean, I was yeah. gonna say, hang on, you yeah. just said tentacles. I'm like imagining it's like weird octopus. Yeah. That's exactly you, what it is. You've got, really? You've got, you've got to give us a definition, please. Read, please. So hentai is manga slash anime, which is um, animated scenarios and yeah hentai is porn of that so it it doesn't mean you're weird because you're into cartoons i love animated porn it gets me off so much it sets my mind going you could do anything if you draw it it can happen you know it's not reality and there's tentacles involved and there's like <laughs> like monsters everything, and machines everything is, is oh. over sexualized basically so like. good and it's becoming like it's becoming one of the most searched for porn terms, it's amazing it? it's really taking off <laughs> Hentai. This is honestly, it's going to change our lives, guys. It's going to change our lives. Um, how can you prevent multiple squirting? It can actually slow down sex. Probably have to have sex just with clitoral stimulation and not internal stimulation. But I mean, why would you want to? Like, yeah. let's not worry about it. The wet towel the down. Yeah, it's fine. Let it take time. Dealing with the kind of worry about it taking time and making mess would be my thing. Deal with that. Don't worry about it. Embrace, sometimes, embrace the squirting. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, sometimes you don't really even need to relax. Sometimes it just happens. You know, like involuntary squirting, which is extremely hot, by the way. <laughs> great um there's a great person uh what's her name the squirting teacher yeah lola jean she taught us a hell of a lot of stuff which was amazing about squirting and uh, like all the anatomy and everything about it and whether or not it's a myth or not i'm gonna ask the age-old question is it pee or not no it's not but it's a little bit of urethral fluid yeah so it's it's fluid that comes from the glands nearby but it's not Pee? Yeah. A little bit of urea, which yeah. is in pee, but yeah. it's not quite the same. Ah. Give me them both. <laughs> Why not? It all sounds great. Golden pee on showers. My Love it. So what? Some of us who have never squirted before, we just have this liquid in us that's just like been sat there for years. Yeah. <laughs> like matured. <laughs> Like an age-old whiskey. Yeah, like a wine. No. Vintage. It doesn't Vintage work like cum. <laughs> okay, good. I was, you know, mind-blowing, really. Um, <laughs> um, next question. I like missionary, but it means when I finish, I don't know whether it is a clitoral or a vaginal orgasm. Should you be able to tell the difference or do they feel the same? It's a good question. I think they do feel quite different. In my experience, clitoral is more kind of like a, of a sudden like rush and it's more f- 
finite as well. And then a G spot's a very sort of like low, like steady, growing, almost full body experience. I mean, we can have so many orgasms. It's not just g-spot and clitoral you can also have apparently a c-spot which is cervical you can have a nipple orgasm you can have feet orgasms <laughs> and they just they all feel completely different everyone comes in completely different ways it, it's down to what you're feeling at the time if it's different i mean oh god i just love them all i imagine having a full like all at the same time this is why i need to go to an orgy soon <laughs> and i feel like no orgasms really like identical like orgasm I had last Tuesday it's not going to be same to the orgasm I might have tonight so that's right it always changes (laughs) like it always changes my ones last night was shit I was like (laughs) Oh, that was it. I'm yes. so horny. Have you ever been disappointed by an orgasm? Yeah. Guys, I'm just like, that could have been so much better. What are you doing? <laughs> I thought you wanted this. It's like, <laughs> pew. Okay, fine. Pathetic. Also, just to add into that one, I think um, it's great that we have so many conversations now about orgasms and different types of orgasms and empowering women to have orgasms. It's definitely the right thing. But also, let's not worry too much. Like an orgasm is an orgasm. It's just as long as you're enjoying it, it doesn't really matter which one it is. It's having a good time. Yeah, That's what it is. exactly. And um, I can't get lubrication without lube. Any advice? More foreplay. More foreplay. I just think, I've, I'm like, right now I'm telling all women because I feel like <laughs> I'm trying to preach like it has to be 30 minutes of foreplay before there's any penetration or any more activity because I think foreplay is it's downplayed so much. Like we don't understand the importance of it. Like there's beauty in kissing, there's beauty in touching, there's beauty in nibbling, biting, whatever it is, stroking, spanking. There's beauty in all of that and we don't pay enough attention to it. And I think it can definitely help you, especially as a woman, because it's not always easy. And, and this was about lubricating, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it depends as well, because I remember I did a post on social media and it was, you know, what type of lube do you use? And I found that some women were lube shaming because they were just like, you know, my pussy don't need it. Like my pussy's amazing. Like it does, I'm just like, great for you. But for some people it could be down to, I don't know, um, a medication that they might be using. It could be menopause. There are so many reasons. Um, It could be trauma. There's so many reasons that we as women face, which, you know, denies us of having that self lubrication that we really desire and need. But if it's not really one of those things, I would say lots of foreplay. Totally right. And there's actually very little correlation between how turned on you are in your head and what your body is doing for women, much less than for men. And um, being ready, if you're going to have penetrative sex, taking time over it is the right thing. But I firmly believe every woman should use lube every single time. It makes sex better for everyone. The wetter, the better. Yeah. And why wouldn't you use lube every time? But avoid oil-based lubricants with condoms and sex toys. And glycerine as well. Oh, my God. They melt sex toys. The amount of silicon sex toys I've picked up, I'm like, ugh, I thought I cleaned you. You're (laughs) wet. And it's like, it's just melted because I've used oil with it. What's your favourite lube or like type of lube? So for me, it's water-based. I like water-based. I don't know what mine is. I think mine's some like organic thing. <laughs> it just doesn't give me thrush. I find yeah. that lube gives me thrush good. a lot. It gives me an irritated vagina. And I, the ones that I find that help me are the organic ones. Yeah. Also, coconut oil is really, really good because it's not too slippy. And one more thing about lube. Um, antihistamines make your vagina dry. If you've got hay fever... <laughs> Antihistamines do the same to your vagina that they do to your nose and eyes, which is they dry up the fluid, so... So that's what's going on. Um, Why do some angles of penetration hurt? 
we're all made differently yeah like uh, everyone's i was gonna say that as well like everyone's vagina is built differently and maybe his dick is just a bit different as well so yeah i i mean there's one angle you do it and it honestly feels like you're, you're trying to punch out my womb i've got a low womb so you kind of have to angle it it's not even like a a down or an up yeah yeah thank you cervix <laughs> forgot that one there whoops and it's not even like a down or an up you kind of have to go in at a weird angle because that's the way that my body prefers to push all my bits to the side so then it can get you know it's just it depends you have to experiment and every person is different and sometimes depending on you know my cycle my womb will feel completely different one day to the next well for me doggy style is sometimes really painful and really awkward and sometimes it just really makes me need the toilet or anal doggy style or doggy doggy style doggy doggy style oh my gosh it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) the toy's at the front he's at the back oh my god oh my god (laughs) don't your legs buckle and you end up just being like smushed into the bed anyway i put like a nice i put like a pillow in front of me so i'm balanced as well so yeah pillows are good guys they're great (laughs) pillows are good um i've stopped shaving because i can't be asked anymore but how do i stop caring what potential partners may think of my full bush um can i just quickly share a story here about my full bush um basically i was seeing this really fit dj this one time he's like the fittest dj guy in the world and um we went for some drinks in a bar and he was like oh do you want to like just get a hotel like, oh, yeah i'm up for getting a hotel and then i was like fuck i haven't shaved anything like my legs my fanny like nothing so i was like bollocks and he was like i'll get an uber you go and get a bottle of wine so i was like okay bottle of wine and some razors um, so I went to this like little convenience store like near Shoreditch and I was just like hello a bottle of wine and your best Gillette please um, went off to this hotel and I was like oh god how am I going to do this because it's really obvious so I quickly like snuck in the bathroom and quickly like put the shower on I was like there like hacking away at my legs you know when you haven't shaved and the dry sk- and I am hairy so I was like there is no way I'm going to attack that like with this shit razor like the big one I was no I was like I'm not doing it so I was just like fuck it just gonna have to deal anyway um got into the bedroom and he was like where have you been i was like yeah just doing my makeup whatever (laughs) Uh, (laughs) anyway i was wearing leggings and he pulled these leggings down honestly it was like that scene in scary movie where the bush (laughs) just pops out and these bats come out of it i was like oh my god this is just awful and he just went retro i like it (laughs) and i just like carried on so after that i'm just like fuck it i cannot be asked this shit anymore I'm just revealing the bush. So anyway, if that inspires you to keep yours, then... Bravo! But still, bush out. So whatever. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the moral support. I always think, like... I always think it's weird how, like, porn has now basically made us all want to be hairless because I feel like, as a woman... I am meant to have hair down there. I know it sounds weird and a bit odd, but if you think about it, the only type of person who does not have hair down there is like a child. So why do you want me to look like that? I mean, like I want to look like a woman and don't get me wrong, I still shave as well, but it's for me. I do it for myself. It's not because of him because anyone I've been with, you're going to have to like take what you're given. I don't really care. Like it's not abnormal for me to have hair in my private bit. You do as well. And if I'm whacking away at your dick, like you can do the same to my vagina, I'm sorry. When I used to like sleep around when I was single, I hardly ever shaved in preparation because you'd never know when it was gonna happen because it'd be like on a night out or whatever. And I'd just say, look, I haven't shaved. And they would always be completely fine with it. No one has ever been like, ugh. They want to have sex. Yeah. yeah, I always think like if they care enough to not have sex with you, then they're not fucking worth bothering with. Oh, wow. No, sack them off. I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier as well about the objectification. I think women put a lot more pressure on themselves to look a certain way than other people expect of us. 
as well. So like the, the pressure to look perfect when you're naked or when you reveal yourself to someone else is high. But as Florin said, do they care? I mean, I, I, I'm a shave, I love shaved, but that's because I want to eat out shaved and I like a hairless cock as well. I mean, I have shamed myself in thinking, oh my God, he hasn't shaved. And I've done it before in the past when I've been a child and not, no, not a child, sorry, immature, <laughs> immature. And you know, some guy's whipped out his cock and he's got a big bush and I'm like, whoa, don't you like trim at least? And that's not cool of me. I should have just been like, nice cock man and it's you got to just appreciate whatever's in front of you you're going to have sex with them you're going to enjoy their body you know whatever they want you should want too please can we talk about open relationships and polygamy hi again (laughs) we're all just looking at reed like okay Uh, so my partner and i we are in an open relationship Uh, we've been together nearly six years and he was a bit funny about at the beginning but I knew when I went into a long relationship I was like I just knew I didn't want uh, well like a monogamous relationship I wasn't really prepared for that and this must have been when I was like what 25 I don't know I can't do maths six years ago younger younger um so yeah eased him into it and we talked a lot it didn't just we didn't just jump into it and go to an orgy it was very much like how do you feel about that how would this work how would this scenario happen we are honest about absolutely everything and even just flirting or you know chatting to someone or chatting to someone online we're honest about everything because we truly believe if you are in an open relationship you shouldn't hide anything it doesn't work i think if you're hiding stuff even if you both agree you don't want to know i i think it's too risky because we we're not open all the time you know if we argue if we're not in a great place in our relationship we're not perfect all the time of course but we never we would never go out and fuck someone because of an argument. It would just be so complicated and nasty. I respect him and he respects me. Any kind of sexual play that we have is completely discussed about before and after. And that's how, that's how we do. I was gonna say that I feel like um, a lot of open relationships are better than monogamous relationships. Cause sometimes I feel that those who are, mo- are in monogamous relationships are secretly in open relationships. They just don't know it. <laughs> and that's because someone's usually yeah. stepping out in the relationship. And if you just look at pop culture, for example, monogamous relationships aren't always working. So I wish we were more outspoken and felt more comfortable at looking at open relationships. I know there's so many cultures around the world that do practice open relationships. My background, well, my mum's side, her dad came from um, a polygamous marriage. So he had many wives and that was due to culture of him practicing Islam, being a Muslim. But it's, it's not something that's hugely glamorized here in the Western society, I feel, but it's practiced in so many cultures. And I feel, I really do wish it was something that was spoken about a lot more because it, yeah. it works. And the honesty and the communication, people in monogamous relationships are not doing that. They're not talking to each other. I'm sorry, I've seen it. <laughs> Absolutely that. I would like to see us moving as a society to a point where we don't assume monogamy in the same way we don't assume that people are straight. You should be able to have all options ahead of you and think what suits me best. But the problem is we have a society that's skewed towards a Western concept of monogamy and marriage, basically, because it's like built on patriarchal systems of owning land. That's why we practice monogamy, not because it's what fundamentally suits us as humans. Actually, the majority of monogamous relationships aren't monogamous. They're just secretly open. (laughs) And so I'm not kind of for or against any relationship 
relationship structure, but I am against the concept that we are shoehorned into monogamy without really having the chance to think about what suits us and our partners. Um, how do you keep sex exciting in a long-term relationship? Oh, It's hard sometimes. And I, actually, me and Reed were discussing this just the other day. Um, and... I went through a dry spell recently. It'd been like three months and I was just like, okay, need to do something about this. Um, so there's a couple of apps you can get to like spice things up. Um, one of them's called The And, which is just like a sort of set of questions. It gets quite deep, but it's also quite good for like reconnecting you as a couple. So I'd really suggest that one. And then there's another one, which is a bit more fun, which is called Desire. And it's full of loads of different sex games and you both sign into the account on each other's phones and you both have a little point system so the more dares and things that you do the more points you get so you could kind of turn sex into a little game they're kind of silly things it could be anything like in a week's time i want you to like kiss me passionately in the rain or it could be like um i want you to like lick chocolate off my body it's just like or do the washing of- up <laughs> oh yeah it's very sexy that. you can write your own dares on it as well but they've got like a huge variety of things to choose from so that's just one way that you can mm. and I think it really fits in this with the concept of monogamy as well because the assumption that comes with monogamy is that you will be able to sustain desire for one person for a long time sometimes forever and because we believe in monogamy we therefore believe that that's easy and actually it isn't and that our desire isn't built that way and one of the things that's so crucial for women to know I think is that after a couple of years with the same person your desire stops being spontaneous and actually needs to be triggered so waiting to feel like it after a few years with the same person very rarely happens happens for some women and it happens for some women in some contexts like if they see someone at work that they find attractive suddenly their desire spikes or if the partner goes away for a bit whatever it might be but the norm for women in long-term relationships is that you will see a drop in spontaneous desire and that's not a problem with you or them but something you're going to have to trigger in the way that Florence was mentioning and it's something I'm totally interested in and um, we run online workshops on desire and also it's not formally announced but I've got a book coming out in the spring um, about exactly that how to keep sex good in a long-term relationship it's for women and it's around desire because it's all I see day to day in my sex therapy clinic and women are not broken but our understanding of our desire is we've been kind of sold this myth that you see on TV and in films that you should just feel spontaneous passion for your partner even after a few years of being together and it just isn't the case for most women what about the guys though as well what if they're not feeling that as well yeah equally it's um, something that happens for guys as well and um, we know from kind of UK data actually that about it's about 34% of women in the UK feel that they've got no interest in sex which is high right that's not women are not broken it's because it's normal but for men, it's about 15%. So men do have higher levels of spontaneous desire. But actually, when you put men and women together and you try and trigger their desire, like getting them to watch porn, men and women's desire is the same. So w- women's desire just works slightly differently. And we've been kind of sold a myth based on the male model that just doesn't really work for us. I mean, my partner, we it's hard to keep it exciting. Even though we aren't monogamous, I will be definitely getting your book because we've talked about seeing Thanks. a sex therapist before, as open as we are about sex. And we're open about the fact that we're not feeling horny or not wanting to fuck each other. And, you know, we're fantasizing about other people. 
Um, it's part of being human. I think a lot of the time when you're in a long-term relationship, it's like, if you get a dip, you cannot see the end. You're like, this is us forever. I'm yeah. gonna feel like this. I'm never gonna fancy you again. And understanding it and processing it and hopefully fighting towards a, well, a more active sex life, it, it can it can fluctuate. We, we're going through a really good patch at the moment, but who knows, in a couple of months time, we don't might not even wanna sleep in the same bed. And there's actually a lot of evidence that when you're a couple that understands it's going to ebb and flow, you have higher levels of sexual satisfaction than couples who worry that it means something if it drops off for a couple of weeks. And if you think about life and the challenges of life, if you're going to be monogamous, you're going to go through times where you might have a baby, you might be unwell, and you have to have a way to deal with those ups and downs. So. Um, final question, just really quickly. I think we've got time for one more. Um, what are your tips for getting over devil dick? I'm worried I'll never find someone who turns me on and makes me come as much as my ex did. Isn't, isn't that a dessert? A that's a lie. Is that a dessert, devil dick? Yeah. Spotted dick. Spot <laughs> so I think that's like when you're basically like dickmatized, but with the wrong person. So like with your ex, you don't want to. You don't want devil dick to be from your ex. And I feel like that's a lie. Um, I think um, there's always going to be a dick out there that can <laughs> do what the dick that you're used to can also do. Once again, it goes back to teaching and learning. Don't get me wrong, sometimes you can honestly teach and help and communicate and they're just not getting it, but that's fine. You move on and you find another devil dick that you can work with <laughs> and hopefully, I guess, train into learning how to please you properly. But um, yeah, if if you feel like you're in that position honestly there's always going to be better out there for you never give up never give you'll up. find your devil dick yeah. you will or several, you'll find or it. several. <laughs> they are out there it's possible or devil's pussy as yeah. well devil's yeah. pussy that sounds oh. wonderful damn <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, finally how can we find out more about you if we want to follow you on insta twitter whatever yeah so you can follow me on instagram and twitter on my at oloni o-l-o-n-i or you can follow my actual platform, which is Simply Oloni, Simply O-L-O-N-I, and listen to my podcast, it's Lay Bear Podcast. Um, I record it with two other amazing women, Shakira Scott and SJ as well. Thank you. Um, you can find us at Come Curious on Instagram, and we also have a YouTube channel called Come Curious, <laughs> and we have our podcast as well called Fucks Given. Fucks Given, and if you want to follow our personal Instagram accounts, you're Florence Bark, and I'm Reed Amber X. I'm a proper hoe for show on there. I've been deleted three times. <laughs> Give me a medal. <laughs> yeah, please follow all of our, our other lovely things as well. Woo! Um, at the sex doctor and Instagram my Instagram account I'm trying to translate sex science so research into sex into ways that can actually help people's sex lives so it's like translating it for your bedroom um, and then we have the Havelock Clinic which is um, thehavelockclinic.com you'll see it on my Instagram if you want any online workshops or if anyone actually wants any face to face sex therapy me come our way <gasps> will, it be like, will it be like something like um, sex education with the mum will it be you know what <laughs> just like that and we there's a bit of a joke in our house that that Otis our eldest son is going to be yes um, because the amount of stuff that gets talked about and the books that Do are in our house you have images around your house like oh, images all kinds oh all kinds God. yeah I want to yeah. come around so yeah I feel like that's the future that is going to be my eldest son wonderful wonderful and don't forget Karen's book as well it's going to be called Mind the Gap 
Ooh, I like it. Nice. Um, quickly, just want to say thank you so much, obviously, to the wonderful panel who have been fabulous. Uh, to the South Place Hotel as well for hosting us here tonight, which is gorgeous. Rochester Cakes for making all the fabulous cupcakes, which I, can, I see they've all gone. It's amazing. Um, and also, of course, to our wonderful sponsor, PLSRX, for helping us to make this event happen. Do not forget your 20% off codes. I'm wanting them to go through the roof. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Please, Happy sex. Please. A, a round of applause Woo! to Emma, please. You're amazing. Thank you for inviting us. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 